Welcome to the Paid and Exposure Podcast, a podcast about helping our community of photographers to reach the next level in their business. We just leveled up. Now here's your host, Charlotte photographer, Gavin B. Can I just pay you an exposure? Yo, what's going on everybody? It's your boy Gavin, aka Coke, aka It Doesn't Even Matter. Thank you for still rocking with me. Um, It's been an amazing year so far. I appreciate you guys. Make sure y'all check out the No More Pie group on Facebook. Um, This week's challenge, we're going in harsh lighting. We're shooting. We're sharing with the whole squad just so people can give you some um, consistent feedback and some nice tips and things to let you know what you could improve, but also so we can all ask questions and not feel ashamed about you know what we do and don't know. So make sure y'all check that out. Before we get started with today's episode, this podcast would not be this podcast if I did not shout out, um, say RP and dedicate the entire episode to Kobe Bean Bryant. This is the first episode we've done since his passing and he really meant a lot to me. Um, this tragic death was very similar to Nipsey, but probably meant more to me just because you know, um, I played ball in high school. I got to see his Kobe's entire career. I actually met him when I was working at the hotel in Uptown Charlotte. And um, amazing dude, man. Very gifted. Um, I, while I love what he did on the basketball court, it really made me continue to love basketball. I was super excited to see what he was going to do after basketball. Um, watching him become like a leader and an ambassador for the game. Watching that bridge he was building with the WNBA and you know, um, things he was doing with college girl hoops, uh, supporting his daughter and her basketball journey was just amazing to watch. And I've been watching it for a while and it was great, man. So definitely sad. I know y'all see the kicks. Y'all know I love basketball. Y'all know I love tennis shoes. Um, shout out to my wife for copying these, the What The Kobe A's for me. Um, she definitely told me I'm not allowed to wear these anymore. But um, RIP to Kobe and Gianna, man, um, and prayers up for his wife. And their other, their other daughters, man. Um, I definitely, you know, keep them in your prayers because you never know. Um, also, make sure you're f- subscribing on YouTube and Instagram. We got to support each other. With that being said, today is Let's Talk to Gavin Tuesdays. That's the worst name. I just came up with that. I ain't going to lie to you. The point is, this is Tuesday. We're going straight off Instagram. You guys have submitted questions. So I'm going to go on my phone. And we're going to just read them off and kind of just see where this takes us, all right? All photography related, by the way. So the first question is, how do you upsell your clients? That's a great question. Um, First of all, I know my, my weaknesses and I also know what I'm good at. I am not good at upselling a client before they shoot with me. That's just something I'm not good at. However, unless it's a wedding. So what I kind of focus on is saying, hey, how do I get them at the end? So I got to be sneaky. I got to be a little snake at times. And the way I say it like that is you shoot with me, you work with me, you see the prices, you've paid me in full. When I send you your your edits and I say, hey, let me know if you want to purchase more, I make sure I kill my edits to a point where you feel like you have to because you do not want me to keep that photo. You do not want to never have to be able to post that photo. So that's my goal, right? So what I typically do is I say, all right, cool. Um... Let's say you book a mini session for me, right? I kind of suggest maybe you can go ahead and bring another outfit. Hey, if you you know we got time, bring a second outfit. Who never knows what we might have, so you can kind of get two shoots in one. That's how I sell it, right? And then what I say is, hey, 
um, you know, once you get it back and you say, especially if you do a studio with me, I say, hey, bring another outfit. Then when you get your edits back, hey, I keep the same amount of edits. I do not increase edits. And I encourage them, hey, let me know if you want a couple more. I work out a deal with you, but here's the price sheet. The number one mistake I see photographers make is that they do not have their price sheet ready to go and right there. That is a huge, huge mistake. You have to have your price sheet because what if I come to you right now and I say, how much, how much is 10 edits? How much is a makeup artist? How much is an additional outfit? How much a studio add on? I do not have time for you to say, hey, let me check. Let me think on it. No, no, no. That's unprofessional. I already know right now my makeup artist is 100. My studio is 100. My uh, additional edits start at 15 per shot. Um, I know those things. So I keep it in the back of my mind so I can start doing those things there. So keep that in mind. Um, next question. It comes from Debon Air Visuals. Sorry if I said your name wrong. Debon Air Visuals. It is, how do you smooth a client's skin in photography? And they have parentheses, dodge and burn. Sorry about that name. Um, here's my thing. I do not do any skin edits in Lightroom. I put everything in Photoshop. So what I kind of do is, you know, when I'm in Lightroom and I'm looking at the photo, I just do my color stuff. I send it to Photoshop and it's done, right? So when I get it in Photoshop, first thing I do is the heel tool and I kind of take out things I deem not necessary on my behalf. Certain things I do not touch. I don't touch moles. I don't touch um, birthmarks. I do not touch scars. What makes you beautiful makes you beautiful. I have no authority to change those things and say, hey, you'll look better without this. Absolutely not. It's so disrespectful. So I keep those things there for you. And I've, you know, I've been taking pictures for a while. I've never had a client say, hey, I wish you would have took out my birthmark. I've never had it. I've never had somebody say, I wish you've taken out my mole. Hey, um, I wish you would have fixed this. I've never had that. Now I had some things where they say, hey, um, you know, I have somebody say, hey, you know, I burnt myself right there. Can you just take that out? Because it's not permanent. You know, they just dealt with that or you know so i've had i fixed nails before because somebody broke a nail right before the shoot so things like that i fix so what i kind of do with the heel tool is any lines um let's say there's a line from a girl who got her makeup done it's on her neck it's on her eyelids and she opened her eyes she turned the neck whatever i go ahead and take those things out i do not smooth or airbrush skin before i take those lines out um a lot of people Go ahead and dodge and burn in a smooth skin with those lines. And it looks so tacky and unprofessional. Keep that in mind. Um, you have went too far with your editing when I can't see, to me, when I can't see pores. Uh, when you look like a cartoon. When you look like the face of America's Most Wanted, your client looks like that. When they used to put faces together with clay, that little plastic flubbery stuff. If you looking like that, I cannot take you serious anymore. So keep that in mind. Um, I will say... Those fads do not stand the test of time. They will fade. And in three years, I guarantee you, this cartoon look where it's oversaturated, people face, they're standing out from the background. I promise you that that fad will not be in style three years ago. We all remember when light and airy green and pinks was very like the thing. Um, and guess what happened? People realized that that was just a preset and now people want to do moody. Like those things do fade out. But if you stay classic, consistent, uh, people will love your photography. So that's how I typically do my editing. Maybe one day I'll do an editing thing, but y'all don't want to see that. It's kind of trash. Um, Next one, CB Bisley, Busy Grizzly. I keep messing up bruh's name. For those who don't know, this is probably my fourth or fifth time recording this video. And every time I've messed up Corey's name, 
KB, my fault, bro. Grizzlo, I'm sorry. I don't even call him this. I call him Grizzlo. Shout out to him. Shout out to the baby. Um, His baby, not the baby. Shout out to the baby also. But shout out to CB. He about to have a baby. Uh, congratulations. Praying I don't have to do the baby shower because I just kind of want to come there and drink. But that's a whole nother subject. Anyway, his question. What do you do with new models that show up with no makeup? <sighs> I don't work with them. Um, so let's say you come to me and you are a model and let's just do this completely. Let's, let's do it the quick way. If you're booking me and you show up with no makeup on, cool. I'm shooting you. I'm editing you. Keep it moving. No biggie. Let's say it's a collab. Um, if you come to me, you don't have makeup on. I'm questioning why don't you have makeup? I might ask you because I'm explaining a little bit, but I am going to question you. Um, if there's not a good enough reason, we probably just won't shoot again. And I'm cool with that. Um, However, I've eliminated those issues because I always have a pre-shoot consultation with every model. So what does that mean? That means when you call me or when you inquire about my services, I either Instagram uh, DMs or through text messages or through email, I kind of see what you're looking for and what you want. Um, if you keep showing me a bunch of people that don't have makeup on, because maybe it's just a natural skin, a natural shoot, um, then I'm cool with that. I understand it. I'm I'm not shocked. I think the shocking part is when my models shock you is the issue. So um, if you come there and I'm I'm expecting makeup because we've been showing high end, high fashion, glam looks, and you show up there with a bare face, um, maybe you thought I was going to provide the makeup artist, but we've already cleared that through the consultation. So I know that's not the case. Um, you just showed up and you're just lazy, whatever. I'm probably just not going to shoot with you again, but we are going, we are going to have a conversation just so I can understand and figure out where did I drop the ball at? Um, so however, let's say we're on the shoot to the meat of his question. What I kind of do is I don't focus on the face. I focus on different areas. Um, the whole body, we might try to get like creative with the shoot. So nobody's saying like, dog, she ain't got no makeup on. They looking at it saying, Hey, the shoot is dope. I like this angle. I like what y'all did here. That's what I kind of focus on. So keep that in mind. Good question, KB or CB, whatever you want to be called. Um, next question. How do you price your photography starting out? Simple answer. Um, if you're starting out, how much do you make at work right now? What's your hourly wage? All right. Take that number times about how long it takes you to do your shoots. And I mean from finding clients to booking a client, communication with the client, shooting a client, editing a client, delivering images to the client. However long that takes, you need to times that by your hourly wage. The reason why, because you don't want to feel like, hey, I don't know why I'm doing this. I could have made more money at work today. That's how I feel about everything. Um, you need to feel comfortable that if you miss work, you can still make up that money. Afterwards, don't feel ashamed. All photographers do it. Feel free to actually look at the competition. See what your see what your environment, see what your community, see what your city is charging. What's the average rate on photography? Um, also what I, what I say is once, once you start getting overbooked, then you need to raise your prices and trust me, after you do that one shoot and you charging yourself $15 an hour, $20 an hour, you're going to realize like, okay, this took me about five hours in total. I don't want to do a hundred dollar shoots anymore. And cause you realize that homeboy up the street is charging 400. Also, the cool thing about knowing your environment is you would know, um, a lot of people say, hey, I'm worth $700 or I'm worth $500 or I'm worth, and they never work. I know tons of photographers who are complete liars. They do a bunch of collabs because they charge four or $500 a shoot in my city, and they don't realize that's not the going rate, and they're not getting it. 
And but they love to say they're doing that. It's a lot of photographers, you know, in different levels in different cities who do charge a certain rate. So keep that in mind. Also, um, you know, there was a point in time in my life where I was charging a hundred dollars for a shoot and I was doing five shoots every day. Like literally, I would get off of work. Let me take that back. I would get off work, do three shoots, Monday through Friday. Saturday, I was doing literally five shoots. Sunday, I was doing like three or four because I was just so exhausted. And it took me realizing like I wasn't able to deliver on time, uh, me doing 20 edits a week and then being getting thrown back into the fire because the next week I have 15 or 20 more shoots. Like I knew what then I had to up my prices. So you'll learn that out fairly quickly. Don't be afraid. But, you know, starting off, I would say just whatever your hourly wage is, charge yourself that. Um, I do personally have a Gavin won't leave the house hourly wage. And anything below that, I literally, I'd rather just stay home. So I keep that in mind. So you should probably implement that also. Final question. Ha! It comes from Kayla Poses. Kayla underscore Poses. Shout out to her, man. Uh, she's a model. Her is any editing tips. So the reason why I'm letting you guys know that she's a model, simply because um, she's probably dealt with a lot of photographers that don't know how to edit her. One, she's a model of color. Shout out to all the models, models of color out there. And um, I'm, I very much say that it's kind of hard to edit models of color. It's not harder. It requires more skill and work. Let's put it like that. And so with her, she's probably saying like, hey, people are probably doing one or two things. They're editing her too dark or too light. And my tip to any photographer that one edits anybody, especially those of color, embrace the melanin and actually stay, to, stay true to their color. Um, you got to do that. Don't be afraid to use actions and presets. Uh, a lot of photographers talk trash. They shun photographers. They clown. I know a bunch of people that use presets. I know a photographer right now. She's amazing in Charlotte. She charges a grip to shoot. Lately, she's been using a bunch of presets. And I know it because I know the exact presets. I have them on my computer. Um, she shoots a different client base than me, so they don't work on my clients. But I know exactly what pack she got. It's super dope. Don't be afraid to check out presets. Don't be afraid to reach out to other photographers who have a certain preset that you, you know, it's ways of figuring out what preset they have without blatantly asking them, is this a preset? So don't be afraid to ask those questions. Um, also remember, less is more. Keep people natural. It will stand the test of time. Pusha T said it best. This ain't a ways or a phase. He said, is this not a phase or whatever he said? The point is all of that phase. Sorry, Pusha. He probably tight that I messed that bar up, but it was super dope. You know, this ain't a way or a phase. I don't even know. Anywho. Um, so less is more, man. Keep that in mind and try to stay focused on what's important to you and what you like and what looks good to you. Just don't make people look like cartoons. Anywho, thank y'all for rocking with me. Um, I really appreciate y'all. Make sure y'all go to Instagram. Make sure y'all go to Facebook. Make sure you go to YouTube. Follow. Um, and we'll holler at y'all next time.